And this is a podcast that tickles your balls. Ew. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> also, what are you eating? Oh, I just finished uh, Nature Valley Bar. Oh, in my mind you were eating M&M's. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so psychotic. I was like, oh, the way he's chewing, that's an M&M too. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything better than that. And I was trying to get you to be grossed out, so I'm glad it worked. Yeah, it worked. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, I'm going to ask you how you are eventually, but I just want to finish this before I lose my train of thought. Mm-hmm. So, Pete did a Pete's preview on Patreon. Ooh, alliteration on the movie Thanksgiving. So I've actually been talking about this trailer for a long time because our listener Michael Stinson told me with such glee that it was being made into a movie and I became furious and I was like, I hope you're, like, you're fucking kidding. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate <laughs> it so much. And then the trailer came out and uh, I actually just listened to Pete's commentary because I started watching the trailer, a longer trailer than the one Pete previewed. Oh, I didn't find a longer one. Oh, I feel like it, I thought it was. And I felt like it bordered on Gore, upsettingly gory, just in the trailer. So when you did it, not like wildly, but like it, its cutaways were not early enough. So I felt like I fully knew what was happening and I hated it. Uh, anyway, so the reason I'm bringing this up is I was telling Pete, and I just felt like I'd share it with you guys. Seeing Grindhouse. So if you're not familiar, that's Planet Terror and Death Proof. Is that the other one? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so at one point, both of those movies were played as a double feature in theaters, and in between them, there were also fake trailers. I don't know who I went to see it with. I think it was maybe Donald, who used to live below me when I lived in Wilkes-Barre. That was probably the single most upsetting theatrical experience I've ever had in the entirety of my fucking life. I don't know if someone drove me, because I don't know why I didn't just leave. Mm -hmm. Um... It was so gory for two whole movies that if I didn't cry, I probably came really close to crying. And all I remember is my eyes were closed so much. And I think there was a point where, like, I came back from the bathroom. And it's all like a fever dream because some of it was, like, so weird. Or I was just listening to it, not seeing it. Or, like, it was, I could only see a little bit through my finger, so I couldn't, like, make, make sense of it all. But I recall the trailer in the movie theater for Thanksgiving, which was a fake movie at the time. I don't know what the fuck was happening, but I remember the last scene was a man positioned the way you like a, a turkey is positioned, like like with his like legs all contorted. Like the man was shaped like a stuffed turkey and he was on a platter with like a, a, a um an apple in his mouth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or no, that's like a pig. Anyway, a man was contorted and killed and placed on a platter like turkey on Thanksgiving. And it was so upsetting to me. I didn't know if I imagined it. I actually thought I imagined it because I don't know why I thought I imagined it. But so when Michael like brought this to my attention, I was like, Oh, I wasn't sure. If I made it. Which what a weird thing to make up in my mind. But again, like, I think I just like, I came back from the bathroom. I saw a glimpse of it. It was so fleeting. I was like, did I fucking make that up? 
So, yeah, I hate it. I hate that it exists. And uh, you couldn't pay me enough money to watch it. Even though the trailer that Pete reviewed does not look as gruesome as the fake trailer yeah. uh, in the Random House movie. Yeah, I was um, a little underwhelmed. Yeah, this looks like a lot more of a straightforward slasher, while the one in Grindhouse just looks like this like weird, twisted, 80s, fucked-up thing. So, yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, look up the trailer for Thanksgiving. But also, if possible, look up the trailer from the original Grindhouse movie for Thanksgiving. Uh, and you'll know what I'm talking about. And, yes, I'm a baby. Shut up. Yeah, anyway, how are you, Pete? It looks like Eli Roth has just been talking about horror for the past few years rather than actually making it. Mm. So this, I guess is his, uh, return to form. Is he the one who made the fake trailer? Yes. <clears throat> See why, if he made the fake trailer, why does this not look as good as that? And again, good from a chilling perspective. I hate all of them a lot. I don't know why. No, I know why when things are too upsetting, I hate them. And it makes me angry that somebody made them. <laughs> The Saw franchise makes me angry. Man, it was so... Listen, we don't need to be popular on this one. Putting Death Proof first was a mistake. Wait, Death Proof wasn't first in the theaters. It wasn't? No. Okay. I might have just saw it first then. Because Death Proof... Isn't it just like a hour and a half of lead up and like ten minutes of... Just one minute of gore <laughs> and five minutes of action. I felt like it was all just weird lead up. Death Proof is a very weird movie. Okay, so do you remember all of these? Those trailers included Machete, which was made vaguely. into a real movie. Yeah, vaguely. Werewolf Women of the SS. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember them all. One's just called Don't. Oh, that I don't know. Hobo with a Shotgun, which was also made into a real movie. And Thanksgiving. Yeah, I vaguely remember them all. Like I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if my eyes were closed during almost all of them. So how am I? Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm okay. Marissa, do you have Halloween stuff out yet? I uh, mean, like, more than usual? <laughs> <laughs> um, A little bit. I have a wreath, and I was trying to buy house house decor. Yeah, decor, but Target doesn't have all their shit out yet. So I'm starting, but it's not full force yet. Yeah, I also I th- ordered a bunch of stuff that's on pre-order, and it won't come out till October, which is stupid because I want to, I want to, I want to take in all my Halloween stuff during September, not rush it in October. But anyway, what? I thought I, w- I thought I might do that just to fill some time, <laughs> but I thought it was too early. That's is that it. How you are? Anything else? Yeah, I don't have much else going on. Well, you know what? Not a bad thing. That's okay. Listener mail. So just in case you guys were wondering, Alex is not dead. He's, well, I'll let him tell you what's going on. Although I can't remember which voicemail is which. We're too spoiled so that if Alex doesn't call (laughs) for a while, like we need to clarify that he's not, that he's still alive. Alex, you don't need to call all the time. (laughs) It's it's not your fault that no one else calls us. <laughs> when I saw Justin at your wedding, he said, I might call you guys again. Yeah, I fucking... <laughs> I, and I was like, I mean, you don't have to, but... <laughs> I forgot he ever called. I forgot. No, oh, because I made him call, didn't I? Yeah. 
But the thing is, this is what killed me to the core, I forgot to tell you. Justin just, like, mentioned something from the wedding, like, at the wedding. And I'm like, what? You listen to my podcast? <laughs> and I guess Justin didn't want to tell us. Guys, by the way, if you listen to my podcast periodically, you can still admit it to me. I don't need... Or want or expect. I actually probably don't want because not all my episodes are yeah. often not good. I don't want you to listen every all the time because I was like, whoa, you listen to my podcast? And he's like, I was like, why don't you tell me? He's like, you know, I only listen sometimes. And I'm like, that's totally okay. Guys, don't think I expect more of you. I don't expect anything of you. On <laughs> so the contrary, cool. I know that if you tell me you're listening to our podcast, that I have you and that you are mine. <laughs> But yeah, so Justin Hall listens periodically. Hi, this is Alex. I'm calling to congratulate Marissa and Aaron on their recent wedding. And I hope that you have a long and happy marriage. I wanted to call in and clarify something about how into Josh Groban somebody could be. uh, Because (laughs) there was reference made to that on the episode about Marissa's wedding. When my wife and I were coming back from our honeymoon, we landed in, I think it was like the Reagan Airport in the D.C. area, and we were living up in Rockville, so we had to take a pretty long metro ride home. As we headed back outside of the Beltway, I think it was, we noticed that somebody else who was riding the metro with us had her phone out, and it was playing sound. And, like, in the D.C. metro, you do not eat on the metro, but then, like, the thing that's the second most serious after that is like, you don't make sound on your phone that other people can hear. That's super rude, right? Can you imagine yeah. everybody on the metro did that? You don't do that. <laughs> and she was playing the song. And you raise me up to walk on stormy <laughs> On loop. And it was kind of annoying because we were very tired from traveling back from our honeymoon. I also just have to cut in and say, Alex did sing it on his message. I didn't cut your singing because it was bad. I cut it because I thought, I want to play the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And we had had an accidental, like, 24-hour layover in Miami because things had gotten snowed out. It was like, oh. we, we just wanted to be home, and here's this person playing the song on loop on the Metro. And then Dark. she started singing along to it a little quietly, the and then fuck? she really got into it and was singing along to Josh Groban on the Metro. Do you have a problem? That's how Josh Groban somebody is. And you I think, uh, like, the only excuse would be, like, you have an audition. But don't worry, or because... Or he has a problem. Alex is going to be Alex by the end of this call. Okay. You know what? I think that's great. <laughs> oh, God, Alex, you're too nice. <laughs> we went from, like, kind of annoyed at her to, like, oh, this is a very memorable experience. This is great. Okay, and uh, I could definitely see her picking up trash along the sideway in honor of Josh Groban. Uh, congratulations again, Marissa. Bye. Thank you. Also, okay, Alex, I could kind of see it that if she got really into it, maybe it'd be fun. So I, I guess I get it. I always will say, though. After like, I'd heard it ten times, though, I don't know how into it <laughs> she could get that would make me go, like, yeah. nice. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, Alex called with a few things. We're going to do two of them today and one of them next week. Okay. Here's another call from Alex, which I knew. Oh, oh, this is this. Here we go. Hi, this is Alex. I'm sorry for not having called in for like a month. All of my routines have been thrown off because I quit my old job and now I have a new job. I went from being a professor to 
having a job for a big company. It's been a long time since I've worked literally nine to five. It's been 20 years almost since I got a job using a resume. It's a real adjustment. And that's just had me off kilter. I have been listening and I appreciate the friendly banter that you engage in. Uh, that's been a point of stability for me, but I've been thrown off. But I kept some notes from a, a, an episode about a month ago, a little more than a month ago. You all could learn a lot from Alex. <laughs> he's taking notes. Yeah. And then he's calling, referencing the notes. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty solid. Yeah. So there was an icebreaker about what amusement park ride is the most like your job. And I think from for my old job, it wasn't really like a ride. It was kind of like one of the carnival games or on, on a midway, right, where you're like squirting a water gun into a clown's mouth or something. And if you do a good <laughs> job at that, you're going to get a big stuffed animal. And I figured out that I was not going to get a big stuffed animal. Um, that, like, oh. there was no big stuffed animal that was gonna, gonna come along. Not that, like, I was doing a bad job, it's just that, like, I wasn't being appropriately recognized in some ways for things that I've worked really hard on. I get not it. Super solid mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd, like, come to peace with it. And I was like, eh, well, you know what? Like, it is pretty fun to squirt water into the mouth of a clown. This is a game that I can keep doing. I can keep doing this for decades. You know what? Like, I'll take this for what it is. And then, and it started to feel like, hang on a second, why do I keep paying to squirt money into the mouth of a clown? And that's, like, why I quit. And, uh, I like my new job. Uh, I don't really Good. know what amusement park ride it's like. But uh, I get to do Python programming at work, and that is a lot of fun. That's cool. I don't know what that means, but in my job, I keep getting questions that have to do with Python programming, and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I assume it's some sort of HTML thingy. Oh, Marissa, that's adorable. I don't... Shut up, please. <laughs> it's a programming yeah. language. Yeah, isn't that... That's what I meant. Technically, HTML is not a programming language. Really? What is it? It's a markup language. I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, Mike Dominic probably gets that. Yeah. Cool club y'all are in. Um, I did want to mention on the show here that today I was really upset at work to find out that I couldn't find anywhere that I subscribed to that was playing the movie Flight Plan starring Jodie Foster as a person who programs software for an airplane. And I was like, I want to watch this movie so that I can know more about <laughs> Mike Dominic's job. <laughs> All right. Let's, oh, look at y'all. So interested in each other's lives and jobs, and the wedding really united you all. I really got to start getting something going on that that people can be interested in. <laughs> people are interested in you. That sounded fake, but it's it was so real. weird that this guy's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. <laughs> anyway, do you have an icebreaker? Oh. I was actually talking about you to Aaron the other day about how you're a teacher. I'm going to ask you a question, and let's not go any further after your yes or no, because I feel like this would be controversial. Do you need to submit a diversity statement to teach in Kings? No. Okay. Let's just move on. (laughs) Okay. I was reading about educators, and I was like, Pete's a professor. And Aaron's like, he is? And then we talked about you. So you see, you're going places. 
Okay. I teaching the a... same class at the same time forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Icebreaker. If you can't think of a, an answer, I'll, I'll think of something else. But the way I did sincerely say I thought maybe I made up the Thanksgiving trailer. Mm-hmm. Do you have any memories that either you still aren't sure if you made them up or or I guess when now that the Internet exists, it's easy enough to see if you made up memories. But have you had any memories over the years that for a long time you, you thought maybe you imagined them, but they ended up being true? Does that question make sense? It, I think so. Okay. I'll say it's a very specific question. <laughs> yes, is there anything? Because it happens to be a lot. Man, I have a memory. That's like, that's like a horn starts growing out of your shoulder and you go like, hey, just, have you ever heard of a horn growing out of somebody's shoulder? I could think, think of something else, but I I have all these things that I'm like, does that exist or did I make that up? I would that say that historically, I do not... <laughs> Have memories, make things up. I do not trust my memories. <laughs> okay, so see, so it seems like it does apply to you. Yeah, yeah, but I don't have like a specific scenario. Yeah. And um, I think I may have mentioned it on the podcast, but it would have been so long ago that hopefully you all forget. But um, there have been like, there's been a few times in my life where um, I am absolutely sure of something. There's so many times in my life where I'm not sure of something. I'll go to put on a shirt this morning and I'll be like, did I wear this shirt yesterday? (laughs) Yeah. And then I'll be like, no, no, because I intentionally hang them someplace else after I've worn them. (laughs) So I just stop myself from doing that because (laughs) side note, my boss really takes notice to what people wear. Ooh, He's I come up to that. me several times and gone, didn't that person wear that shirt yesterday? <laughs> I don't like that at all. Or like, didn't that person wear that shirt every Tuesday this month? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just... Get a hobby, bro. <laughs> um, so like, there'll be things like that where, you know, a better situation would be I wear a shirt with buttons to church and church is once a week. So when I go into the closet to get another shirt to wear, it's been a week and I don't know if I wore this shirt already. <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. Um, will everybody in church remember what I wore? They absolutely will, and they'll all whisper about it if I wear the same shirt again. A hundred percent. But there have been times where I've been absolutely sure of my memory, and people have tried to tell me I'm wrong. And that's what I recall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had um, a girlfriend at a time who was like, remember when we went to it was like a mini golf place and i was like no i've never been there with you and she's like yeah you have and i'm like no no i haven't i went there with a previous girlfriend (laughs) oh wow you must have explained that story so vividly (laughs) but i was like no i didn't i didn't go and uh yeah it really became a point of contention and I bet it did, especially when you referenced the previous girlfriend. <laughs> and in the moment, I was just like, I'm going to go ahead and stop arguing this, even though I know I'm right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really kind of kind of crazy, that one. Okay. 
I guess I thought what I asked was <laughs> simple and happened to everyone. Because <laughs> I can constantly think of things that I thought I made up. Uh, I will just, this actually does. Yeah, maybe you should have gone first. And, and once I see an example, maybe I'll have something else. Well, I guess my example was the image I saw from the Thanksgiving trailer. I thought I created in my mind. And I also thought that, no, I didn't know the name, but have you ever heard the Land of Million of a Million Drums by Outkast? Of course, yes. Okay, so when MTV used to have music videos, once, like before I went to school, the video was playing, and I think it's like a Scooby-Doo themed video. Yes, it's from uh, the Scooby-Doo 2 movie, I believe. But it was on for like a moment. And I took it in, and I was like, that sounds awesome. Wait. But it was so fleeting. And I don't know if maybe the internet, maybe I didn't have the internet at the time. All I know is I couldn't find any <laughs> evidence <laughs> that it existed after seeing that. So I was convinced that I imagined the Scooby-Doo Outcast video. Mm-hmm. So every time I hear the Land of a Million Drums, I get chills. It's true, guys. Uh, we used to do a radio show together, and I played it on one of our Halloween shows. And so it's just like, yeah, I really thought I made it up. And then when it, I finally heard it again, I was like, holy shit, that's real. <laughs> like when the M&Ms meet Santa. <laughs> Wait, did I imagine that? They're like, you, you do exist. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that actually leads me into this topic. Okay, but I did come up with something. Um, oh, okay, go ahead. Now, this is going to be too much, guys, okay? If you are sensitive, then you can cover your ears or skip ahead for a a couple minutes. But um, Marissa sometimes reminds me that there was a point in time where I believe I sent her photos of a drawn dinosaur fucking a car exhaust. Yeah, putting their dicks in car exhaust. Uh, Yeah. And Well, it doesn't sound like it's beyond... Something that could have happened. You 100%. I can't find it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it does make me go, where would I have seen that? (laughs) Yeah. So in a way, it does feel like I imagined it, or maybe you imagined it, even though I absolutely (laughs) believe it. (laughs) What an insane thing for me to make up. But yeah, it like happened like when we both still lived in Wilkes-Barre when I was still in college. I think I lived with Kate Boss. You know what? I'm going to ask Kate Boss if she remembers that. You have her call. 570-PODWOD1. I'm going to do that. But yeah, okay. That's a good I have example. Googled dinosaurs fucking cars <laughs> and I can't find anything. And I'm like, first, but yeah, like who? I could see myself sending maybe it to you dragon. because it's so stupid. Yeah. Maybe and then you going, there's a dragon or dinosaur's dick in this picture (laughs) (laughs) well i don't think we saw the dick because it was in the car exhaust pipe yeah 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 i would google it but i don't wanna i googled what did i google the other day like like parasitic hornet and i'm never googling anything questionable again (laughs) for the rest of my life (laughs) anyway oh i also i also i i'm such an innocent little moron I didn't realize I had a filter on and I didn't know Reddit had porno on it. And I was trying to find something that had to do with someone on OnlyFans, but I wasn't trying to look at their OnlyFans content. 
and I Googled something and it immediately went to a close-up video of someone touching <laughs> their vagina, but like so zoomed in. And I was like, what? And and I was just like, Reddit has porn? And Aaron was like, ha, 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 you fool. He didn't say that, but he <laughs> seemed like so well-versed that I was such an idiot for not knowing that. Anyway, let's move on. Speaking of Reddit. If you guys remember back when I did the episode about um, mobile game ads, I yeah. started a list and I was trying to get people's input about who they had seen um, participating in these ads for um, Royal Match, mostly. Yeah. And I was trying to identify two people. It turns out that they just, at this point, do employ normal people to make yeah. advertisements. I um, you put a lot of effort into that. But I just wanted to let you guys know that even still yesterday, people are still commenting on that Reddit post because people are like, I entered, I don't know, like Drew Barrymore and Royal Match, and this is the only thing that comes up. How come people aren't talking about this? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, now, anyway, before I, I... Every time you talk about those ads, I just get like a little bit angry. Yeah. But anyway, um, back so to the transition. Today, oh yeah, okay. So today I'm gonna revisit just a snippet of something insane that was known to take part, like in the late '80s, early '90s. Although depending on the type of church you went to, it could still be occurring to this day. Uh, but the transition is because I'm gonna talk about something else that I thought I imagined uh, when I was very little. Um, I, it's so weird because, like, I, I I don't remember how little I was, but I think I was just a couple years old. You're already little. Like, now I'm little? Yeah. I mean, age-wise. <laughs> I'm not little age-wise. She was three <laughs> inches tall when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was young. Uh, I was a few years old. And I remember being just like my mom was working nights, and I was just laying in bed, and my dad was listening to either the news or 2020 and I was like too young to like actually like want to actively watch it I was also too young to like fully make sense of everything but I just have a memory of one snippet of information that I have retained to this day from whatever was on TV and that is that there was someone explaining how at a daycare some of the workers (laughs) were accused of flushing children down the toilet now um why is my mother calling? <laughs> this is insane. This is literally insane. I can't. It's like upsetting me. She gets the live feed. I guess so. <laughs> I'm just going to talk through it. Okay. So the memory of this little news snippet stayed with me for years. And I always assumed that I heard it wrong since that makes no sense. Uh, even if you wanted to, a child doesn't fit down a toilet hole. <laughs> But anyway, um, but alas, that story was played on some sort of news, news either broadcast or 2020. And those accusations were made against some workers at McMartin Preschool. Mm-hmm. So, Pete, we're going to talk about the satanic panic. Yeah. Uh, is this all already well? Like, Can we just talk about it? flushing kids down the toilet? <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Can we just talk about flushing kids down the toilet? Uh, if I had more info, I would. Uh, okay. It actually took me a little while. 
because I actually thought maybe I did um, imagine it again because I tried to I just googled like satanic satanic panic flushing kids down the toilet and it was harder to find eventually I found what I was talking about I was like there's no fucking way I I then went full circle and I did imagine this <laughs> but no it did happen I went uh, like a like a Mythbusters episode yeah, where they try to flush, flush a kid down, down the, the toilet, toilet. Yeah, I gotta say that's not a point that was uh, delved deep uh, in this. But um, anyway, so I want to talk about the Satanic Panic, which I'm sure many of you have heard about before. But one, even if you were alive during this period, you might have forgotten how unhinged some of the aspects of it were. And two, I just thought it was worth revisiting since I see a lot of parallels between the Satanic Panic and weird conspiracy theories that exist today. Uh, most notably, the Adrenochrome conspiracy. Mm, uh, and if you're not if you're not familiar, there is a I don't know if I'd say widely believed, but enough people that it's troubling uh, conspiracy theory that claims that global elites harvest a chemical called Adrenochrome from kidnapped children. I think the children like need to be like full of fear or something to be able to to harvest their Adrenochrome, and then the global elites. Uh, ingest the adrenochrome to stay young. So that's nice. And it doesn't seem like it's working. (laughs) No. (laughs) And in this theory, there's like a lot of like underground tunnels where the kidnapped children go, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like we are on the verge of, again, not as widespread, but like little mini, mini satanic panics going on, uh, linked to QAnon these days. Mm -hmm. Um, so, Pete, are you, like, do you do you know a lot about the Satanic Panic, like, right off the top of your head? Like, do you have a lot of memories? You're a little older than me, so, and, so I no. mean, you might know a little bit more. None about out of fact. Okay. Like, none out of personal experience. Well, I didn't um, mean you were Satanic. Were they did you? tell me that a kid moved away, but I think okay. he got flushed down a toilet. <laughs> okay. No, I, um, I can't remember what the comic is called, but I was reading a comic recently that was, the the gist of it was that, conspiracy theories are not fake. Like the more that people spread them, the more they come to life, basically. I mean, that's kind of true. And one of like, one of the main characters was, uh, involved in the satanic panic as a kid. Like he, he was like a kid who, who said for all intents and purposes, they're flushing a kid down the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) So the more we talk about flushing a kid down the toilet, the more likely it is to Mm -hmm. occur. Which is why I'm going to say it about six more times. (laughs) Hold on to your kids, guys. (laughs) I will say, um, I will say it maybe is worth to say there uh, a slight, like a small trigger warning about uh, child abuse. But I will say most of the things I talk about are so unhinged and clearly false Mm -hmm. that I I don't think it it it's really. I don't. I was questioning should I even mention that. But there is like maybe like one or two just sentences that are maybe are a little uncomfortable if you don't like listening to that stuff. Uh, but generally, this doesn't get too. This generally this deals with with absurdity. So anyway, um, well, there are a lot of things that I could have talked about. Like there is the uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons is linked to Satanic Panic, Ozzy Osbourne, all sorts all sorts of stuff. I'm gonna focus mostly on, on, on one case and what kind of built out of it. Um, but um, despite the many aspects, many people will say that what truly kicked off the satanic panic in the 80s and 90s 
was the publication of a book in the 80s called Michelle Remembers. So this book was written by a Canadian psychologist and his former patient, who coincidentally was also later his wife. Uh, mm, so That's a great way to meet somebody. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it's about, uh, the book was written by a psychologist and his patient about the patient's memories of child abuse at the hands of Satanists. Although the book had many questionable claims, uh, it became a bestseller. So some of Michelle's memories that were included in the book include memories of an orgy at a home in her neighborhood where guests clubbed a woman to death, uh, being forced to eat a dead victim's ashes, and a ritual. I don't that know about you guys, but when she started saying at, I thought it was going to okay. go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not that though. Okay. And a ritual that took place in a mausoleum where Michelle's tormentors were hissing and dancing like cats while one of them licked her. Uh, weirdly, despite how unhinged the book sounded, uh, some social workers and police officers at the time used the book as a sort of training text explaining what to look for when facing cases of child abuse. Uh, why this is particularly problematic, besides <laughs> the obvious... Uh, is because the book relies on the widely discredited practice of recovered memory therapy to make its claims. Mm -hmm. So that's like where a psychologist like tries to take out memories that, that like might have been like deep buried in your subconscious that you didn't even know existed. Um, and, and when you make the rule based on the exception, then you end up with a shitty rule. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so while the book presents its claims as a fact, no actual evidence other than Michelle's memories were provided, and all investigations into the book's claims failed to corroborate like anything. So no, none of it was proven true. But, again, bestseller, used by some cops and social workers. Cool. Uh, so next up, we turn to uh, the main thing I'll be focusing on, which is the mid-'80s case where a woman in Manhattan Beach, California accused an employee at her son's preschool, McMartin Preschool, of abusing him. After these allegations, the police sent a letter to about 200 families, that is so many people, asking for help with their investigation. Quote, the following procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, but to protect the rights of your children, as well as the rights of the accused, this inquiry is necessary the police chief wrote at the time, describing alleged sex crimes, quote, please question your child to see if he or she has been a witness to any crime or if she has been a victim. Uh, so, yes, so this was sent out to over to like 200 families. Mm -hmm. And the authorities also asked therapists to help interview hundreds of children. They questioned children for hours at a time and apparently often asked leading and suggestive questions. And often asked, do you need to use the toilet? <laughs> uh, in 1986, prosecutors charged seven employees with more than 100 counts of child molestation and conspiracy. However, a week later, they dropped the charges against five of the defendants, citing weak evidence. All of the defendants maintained their innocence. But by then, the case was a national spectacle, 
and prosecutors pursued it despite growing doubts about the original accuser's story and a variety of very fantastical claims from interviews, including a goat man, bloody animal sacrifices, a school employee who could fly, an act of violence that left no physical trace. But the trial would go on for years, and prosecutors around the country started dozens of cases just like this one. So in the course of the McMartin preschool investigation, media outlets reported an array of weird allegations uh, attributed to testimony from the children. So here are some of the very weird specific claims that came out from all those interviews. Okay, so one worker was said to have flown around the classroom. He took one child to meet a goat man, Mm. and he he took another child to a house where he let lions roam free. Okay? If the lions didn't mess with you, what do you... Yeah, I don't know. Another, um, Another claim was that animal sacrifices were committed at the preschool involving a horse, rabbits, and other classroom pets. I'm going to imagine that preschool does not have enough money to have a horse as a classroom pet, but okay. No, but a stuffed animal sacrifice. Mm, very true. Okay. Uh, the, the Another claim is that a series Just of... Satan pop- shows up. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's stuffing. There's no blood in there. Uh, uh, no, another accusation was that a series of tunnels under the school were connected to secret chambers for sex rituals and other abuse. Uh, teachers and students visited a cemetery and were forced to dig up bodies. Uh, teachers took children. Sorry, this mm, this is not funny at all no. on, <laughs> on its face, but the location is so absurd. Teachers took children to orgies at a car wash and an airport. <laughs> I don't know why the car <laughs> It's funny. The airport was the one for me. <laughs> really? I'm just like, what? Okay. Now, the one that I was looking for, children were flushed down toilets to sewer rooms for abuse. Um, children were, this one just sounds so fantastical. Children were transported to off-site abuse locations <laughs> by a hot air balloon. <sighs> Poor kids. Like, these are obviously accusations of children. Now, like, when Michael Jackson abusers say that he, he were in a, a hot air balloon, it's a lot more realistic. Yeah, 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 that is true. Um, and apparently one child identified Hollywood uh, actor Chuck Norris from a photograph claiming he had been present during some of the abuse, to which I wonder, why was there a picture of Chuck Norris there at all? <laughs> yeah, just up on the wall. <laughs> um, so <laughs> despite how insane some of these allegations are, and again, I want to clarify, there is nothing funny or insane about accuses, uh, uh, about accusations of abuse. It's obviously fantastical. <laughs> it's no people flying and being flushed on the toilets mm-hmm. that really, like, whoa. Um, despite some of these fantastical claims, authorities at the time tried to make sense of the allegations. Miss, uh, Mr. Lanning, uh, a retired FBI agent, said that as a deluge of calls about strange abuse began in 1983, he tried his best to investigate with an open mind. 
Quote, my attitude was yes, most anything is possible, but where's the evidence? So apparently FBI agents, police officers, lawyers, and social workers around the time were really gathering a lot of information about Satanists, Satanic practices, things like that, and sharing their findings at conferences and seminars Hmm. in the 80s to sort of try and compare notes and make sense of things. Um, For example, apparently uh, a lot of people traded pamphlets about Satanic rituals. Um, There were like like seminars on Satanic symbology. um, A lot of metal shows. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they definitely, they definitely brought music into it. Um, they would make lists of supposed occult organizations. Apparently, a collective of female astrologers in Minnesota were, were like included. So if you did anything like at all, like mythical, spiritual, chances are you might have been lumped into these, uh, supposed satanic group lists. Um, and basically, a lot of this stuff was being disseminated by law enforcement without effort, effort to corroborate it. I will say, uh, I don't remember if it was the late 90s or the 2000s. Again, depending on your church, satanic panic is going on forever. Uh, but I watched a video on satanic ritual abuse surrounding the holiday of Halloween in church. And there was this guy who'd be like, I used to be in law enforcement. Let me take you to this, to this, this site where clearly they just finished a satanic ritual and it was just like and i was like whoa crazy and i def- and cuz i was crazy i believed <laughs> anyway uh hey i'm not saying people don't do rituals for satan but um a lot of people are just making shit up anyway yeah so a rallying cry of quote we believe the children became popularly associated with the McMartin preschool investigation, um, which again, that is use. That is very like that is a, a, a positive fit, you know. Like believe children who say something's happening to them. But um, go but- into the bathroom, see how small the toilet is, <laughs> and then say, "I, I think we should go into this yeah. cautiously." <laughs> yeah. So exactly, but go in with 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 caution. Um, the thing is, it was later revealed that law enforcement officers and some therapists allegedly used interview techniques on the children that many critics described as manipulative or coercive after the fact. Um, as I did mention before, some, it was considered like maybe they were like leading the children into like getting the answers they wanted. Um, so the district attorney's office reportedly consulted with the Children's Institute, or, uh, I'm sorry, with Children's Institute International, an organization said to be dedicated to helping abused children to help with getting kids to talk about the alleged abuses. Key McFarlane, a social worker with the Institute, described by some as a, quote, unlicensed therapist, reportedly conducted many interviews using controversial techniques that involved puppets, stuffed animals, and anatomically correct dolls. Uh, she allegedly told the kids she wanted them to share, quote, yucky secrets. That is so gross. Um, according to the 2017 book, We Believe the Children, A Moral Panic in the 1980s, 
by investigative journalist Richard Beck. They wasn't that the you know not obviously not the post part, but wasn't there a book with the same title about the Salem witch trials? Oh really? Oh I don't know. No, no. but wasn't it the same oh. damn thing happening? Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so uh, in the book, uh, Richard Beck said, uh, reported that when one boy said he had never seen. This, again, this is where I, why I said trigger warning. Some of this, like, talking to the kids is a little, like, yucky, but, um, but we're almost done with this part. Um, Richard Beck reported in his book that um, when one boy had said he had never seen the supposed child porn game Naked Movie Star being played at the school, McFarlane used a puppet to respond, Well, what good are you? And later the puppet said... You must be dumb. It sounds insane. <laughs> Guys, it sounds insane. Um, the book also alleges that when another five-year-old boy denied ever being abused or seeing abuse, McFarlane told him, you're just a scaredy cat. In addition, Beck writes that police interviews were also crafted to get answers that law enforcement wanted, with one detective reportedly saying to a child, did he take your underpants off? Can you say yes? Say yes. If that is true, it's really fucked up. Obviously, obviously. I will say if you... Have you ever seen the toilet? Fucking... <laughs> 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 uh, okay. So just to note, uh, also that that's the end of the, the major yucky stuff in case that, you know... That was upsetting them. It's all sunshine and rainbows from here, guys. Well, still weird stuff, but that was the yuckiest bit. Okay, so just to know, while the McMartin case was still going on, there were a number of ways that the media kind of stoked the flames to keep this craziness going strong. Uh, In May 1985, the news program 2020 ran a segment on Satan worship that described animal mutilations, uh, bizarre rituals, Uh, talked about rock music associated with devil worship, uh, examined satanic graffiti, and talked about backwards messages in pop songs. So if you were a child of the 80s or 90s, I will say you might have been tempted to play either a record or some sort of track backwards to see if any evil messages would be revealed. Pete, did you ever do that? Me and my brother did the thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know that I had the resources to play something backwards. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think... You can really easily do a record, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so three years later, NBC also commissioned its own special, hosted by Geraldo Rivera, who described gruesome crimes and aired child testimony of abuse. His special had almost 20 million homes tuned in. Also, around that time, I he, he was the guy who also went into King Tut's tomb. Yeah, didn't he also say he knew where the body of Ooh. Probably Jimmy Hoffa or something. Yeah, yeah, and then nothing was there. Um, also around that time, there was a rumor started that Procter & Gamble was associated with Satan and that their logo uh, actually was a satanic logo. And Procter & Gamble had to like go to court and do all this shit to like get people to stop saying that. Um, so anyway, fast forward 1990, a jury acquitted the McMartin preschool defendants on some charges and were deadlocked on others, saying it was impossible to determine the truth from the children's testimony. A second prosecution ended in a mistrial. 
Prosecutors, after having to spend about $15 million, eventually dropped the case. Uh, however, nearly 200 people were charged with crimes over the course of the satanic panic, even beyond the McMartin case. And dozens of people were convicted. And many defendants eventually were freed, but sometimes not until years later. Um, the evidence wasn't there, but the allegations of satanic ritual abuse never really went away, said the former FBI agent Ken Lanning, who I think I mentioned before. Um, and he says, quote, when people get emotionally involved in an issue, common sense and reason go out the window. People believe what they want and need to believe, which, again, I feel like is happening a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say that after the fact, a number of the children, once they grew up, admitted that they lied and or not like maliciously. They were children, but either lied um, because they were coerced or it does sound like they were just there for fucking hours and that they they lied just so they could leave mm-hmm. because like they would just keep questioning them until the kids said something that like fit into their narrative. So, yeah, it's sad, especially sad if you fucking got arrested and you didn't do anything. Yeah. Or like your parent got arrested. So, yeah. Um, so that's just a little snippet. There's way more to it. It branched out in many different directions but just um yeah just thought i'd just thought i'd revisit that because <laughs> every so often i think about children being <laughs> <laughs> and we are leaning into the october slash halloween season so this is a nice yeah. a nice segue that's a good good point i didn't even think about that mm-hmm um, oh, I will say I did get, um, this has changed the subject slightly, but, uh, I got a, I got an article. What? I got a topic recommendation. Uh, someone wants me to discuss the feud between Prince and Michael Jackson. Yes, I probably will miss next episode. That's not Halloween-y. Wait, will it be October by then? No, so I still am safe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, the first week in October, I'm going to be in Disney World. Off the air. Let's address that. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Plugs. Got any plugs? Do I have any plugs? Golly, Marissa, that's a great question. Okay. <laughs> I would like to plug um, Mini Chips Ahoy. Like, when you get a bag of mini Chips Ahoy cookies, like, you can buy a box that has 12 little baggies in them. You, like, give them to your kids to go to school. Mm, okay. I like them. I think they're very good. And uh, They're really good. It stops you from eating too many. They also remind me of the chocolate chip cookies that I used to get as a boy, as a young lad from McDonald's. Um, did you say McDonald's like that, like on purpose or to joke, or is that really you say McDonald's? No, no, I, I would normally just say McDonald's. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they would come in a box, and then inside the box there was like a silver foily type bag, and then there were all these little tiny delicious cookies. I love those, but I don't remember them having chips. I just remember them being. Regular cookies without chocolate chips, but yeah. you have a healthy family, so 
Oh, oh yeah, because that, that really put us <laughs> over the edge. They just wouldn't let me get the chips, but they let me still get the McDonald's cookies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, no, I used to go to McDonald's all the time as a kid. We're only healthy now. <laughs> um, when I was young, my friends bought me that a stuffed chihuahua. Remember when Taco Bell had that chihuahua mascot? Mm-hmm. They bought me a stuffed chihuahua because I would eat Taco Bell so often. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, no, my family wasn't that healthy. Um, I also, I'm just going to plug a cookie. I texted Pete very excitedly the other day, but he didn't know what I was talking about. I actually forgot these cookies existed until I watched some show, I think on Netflix, where this guy, like, has people recreate snacks from the 80s that don't exist anymore. And do any of you out there, I guess you have to be our age or older, remember the Keebler cookie Magic Middles? There was this, like, shortbread cookie that had, like, it, it ate, like, a milk chocolate, but I guess it was, like a, like, a fudge. Anyway, basically, a shortbread cookie with melted chocolate in it all the time. Like, the chocolate never got hard. It was so fucking delicious. They were so good, and I don't know why they don't exist. Anyway, long story short, I found out that someone named Kamal, uh, since Magic Middles are now discontinued, Kamal bought the copyright. And he tried to recreate Magic Middles, and you could buy them on Amazon. And I'm not vouching that they taste good, because I can't eat them, because they have gluten. But if anyone misses Magic Middles, you should buy Kamal's Magic Middles, sold on Amazon, and then tell me if they're good or not. Because if they're good, I'll break gluten for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's all. If you If you know what Magic Middles are, they sell them on Amazon, but they have a different recipe. <laughs> See, obviously me and Peter are really living an exciting life. (laughs) If you happen to listen to this episode today, you have until the end of today, Friday, uh, the 15th maybe, to get your vote in as to what movie I ruin on Patreon this month. Um, It is a public poll. So even though you won't get to listen to it, you can definitely vote. You said that and I was like, why would you open it up and still... (laughs) But... Also up on Patreon now is the uh, wedding exclusive um, yeah. after show, I guess. <laughs> uh, if you listen to the wedding exclusive and you want to know who was eating all my cocktail hour food, DM me at Riss Vandal. I actually put it in at the end. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. never mind. Not <laughs> okay, never mind. Listen to it. Um, guys, you can, as always, give us a call at 570-Podwad1. <clears throat> Pete, they can email us at? Shout at yallheard.me. Um, and if this is of any interest event to anyone, I guess this is a plug, I will be making, I will be selling, making and selling one more, or one round this year of 31 Pumpkin Lane products uh, sometime in October. So if you follow me on social media, uh, pay attention and I'll, I'll let you guys know when I'm having for sale. A limited run. Yes. I have to tell you more about that when we get off the air. But, uh, guys, thank you for listening, and uh, stay safe out there. Bye. 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 Bye.